Hello everyone and welcome to Sagab. This is your host Badr Amin, author of Happy Life, Summarized Guide and Habits to Self-Development. In this podcast, we aim to find common habits of people in different industries such as, but not limited to, sports, investing, business, by identifying their mental and practical habits, routines, and recommendations for you as a listener to be able to integrate it to your own life. Thus, the podcast will hopefully help you identify what are the common essentials that contribute significantly and maximize their performance regardless of the industry. The podcast is divided into two parts, where the guests will talk about the mental practices, self-talk, and who is successful to them, whereas the other part is more into the practical habits and routines integrated into their daily life and their recommendations for the listener. So, please enjoy and take notes. Our guest today is Rova Thani, founder and owner of elistudio.com, an online-based brand known for its contemporary designs. Translating a dream of her 17th into a reality, Rova started a brand called Eli, which means a daughter in the Moroccan Berber, correct? Yes. She's also founder or a co-founder, co-founder a yes. co-founder of Dear All Production House, which is a creative space for designers that also is or that also includes a production house for other designers as well. You can find Rola on Instagram at Rola ST, which is R-A-W-D-H-A-S-T, and Eli Studio at I-L-L-I dot A-E. I would like to thank Rola for being part of this podcast. And without further ado, let's dive in. Rola, thank you for being on board. Thank you for having me. So are you ready? Yes. Okay, so the first couple of questions are intended to prime your mood into the tougher questions. So what is your one to three most gifted books or channels, shows that you recommend? Okay, so this might sound a bit like strange, but one book that changed my life is The Secret. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever heard of The Secret. I did. Okay, so I'm a big believer in visualizing everything. Everything I have now, I have visualized mm-hmm. everything. I have a plan for everything. I know exactly what I want, and it's just like in my head. So I recommend reading The Secret to everybody. I gifted it to so many of my friends because I really believe in it. I have lists. I dedicate nights where I'm just like, okay, you know what? I want to do this, 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 and I will make that happen. And this is my timeline of making this happen. And so far, it's been working great for me. So that's one thing. Uh, Second thing is, I would say, there's this podcast I listen to. It's called Modern Wisdom. Hmm. So they bring highly successful people and they just ask them like what is the key to your success like what how do you think you know and it's very interesting to see small things from how their days go to how they think about things it's just like it makes you without even realizing just like implement small things that change like some habits and I just find that like very useful and there's this book it's new actually it came out a few months ago it's called how to do the work So it's all about knowing how your upbringing when you were a child affects the way that you are today and understanding who you are. You understand how you want to become the person that you want to become. I'm a strong believer in this. So I really, really, really recommend that book also. It's uh, it's very wonderful. I listen to it in audio and I also have like the physical book where I take notes. Mm. So I think those three. There's also the Sagaf podcast. I don't know if you heard about it. I haven't. You will very soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who is considered successful to you and why? I think if you do what you're doing, what you love you're, what you love to do, 
and you do it very well, you're very successful to me. Like, I don't think you need to be like someone that's like top 10 or as long as you know what you're doing and you do an excellent job at what you do, you're successful. This is what I think. Because there are different levels of success. True. Yeah. So what is an advice you remind yourself with and why? It's, I was actually thinking about this today because I've been having like really hectic few weeks. Everything comes to an end. Everything gets sorted out at the end. So whenever I'm just like really overwhelmed or I have a lot to do or there's a big problem, like this will get sorted out at some point. It's just about when. So that always like calms me down. I'm like, okay, now I'm calm. Now I can go and do everything else because it will get sorted out. Everything gets sorted out at the end at some point, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's in two weeks, whether it's next year, everything gets sorted out at some point. So this is like something I tell myself every single day. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> everything works out and everything gets sorted out at the end one way or another that's like a fact so yeah do you connect this to the visualization that you absolutely. mentioned yeah absolutely yeah it has to come to an end and you visualize that happy ending that's absolutely it? yeah it's like how do i want this to work out at the end hmm. i want it to work out this so it's either going to work out this way or it's going to be even better and that just gets me excited to be honest with you <laughs> If it, if it went the other way around. If it didn't work out, mm -hmm. then something better is coming. Fair enough, fair enough. On the internet, it was written that um, you had this since the age of 17. And you started Ellie Studio when you felt that you were ready or you weren't ready for it. It was there or the idea was there for a couple of years. Yes. But then you started it at, let's say, one year back or so. I started working on Ellie. August last year. Okay. Yes. So that is around one year and two months. Yes. So what helped you identify your purpose? I think I always knew this was something I was going to do ever since, you know, I was in high school and uni. It was always something on my mind and it was always something that I talked about. It was always something that even my father discussed with me a lot. He was like, you were meant to do this. Mm. I always knew that. I, ju I just, I didn't feel like I was ready to do it because I like, when I start something, I like to know what I'm getting myself into. So I needed to know what I was getting myself into. So I think after lockdown, during lockdown, I was going crazy because I'm not used to having a lot of free time. My projects at work were slowing down. And I was just like really overwhelmed by how much free time I had. And it was just not something that I was used to because I'm so used to like being on the go. And then the idea of Ellie just like came back in my head. I'm like, this is your time. This is, you have everything you need. You have the experience. You worked with designers. You worked in design districts for years. You know so many fashion designers. You, you know everything you need. You have the skill set that you need. You have the funds to start this. This is your chance. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. And then I just did it. I didn't think about it because it stressed me out when I was thinking about it. And I just went for it, honestly. Okay. So um, how thoughts, self-talk, and past experiences are shaping your perception? Do you revisit these thoughts in any category? Now, before you answer that question, you already said that um, when you overthought about it, you yes. were stressing out. Yes. So how do these thoughts, for example, or any thoughts in general, yeah. that helped you in shaping your perception or past experiences? I think when I stress out, I mean, it's, it's bad, but like when I'm stressed, that's when I do my best work because it makes me get creative with ways to do things. So I think when I started Illy, at some point I started really freaking out 
uh, especially when I first dropped my collection, I did not expect it to go that way. So basically I sold out in two hours nice. and that freaked me out because I did not expect it. I was not ready for that. I was like, how am I going to manage? How am I going to produce it? How am I going to do this? So I panicked a lot, but I think that period of time where I panicked, it's, it made me prepare to grow Eli the way it grew. So like now when people know that, oh, it is less than a year old, they're like, wow, it seems like it's been around forever. Mm. And I feel like that experience prepared me for all of this. So now it's like, okay, I have a new collection. It's like I have scenario A, scenario B, scenario D, scenario C, and I'm ready for all the scenarios. And if there's a new scenario that I'm not ready for, then I'm just going to learn it for the future reference. Mm. So this is how I take it, basically. So would you put scenarios or probabilities that you would count on them in a way? I don't count on them. I just like to be prepared in a way. Like even mentally, I put like positive scenarios and I'll put negative scenarios. Mm -hmm. Something negative happens, I'm prepared and I know what my next step's going to be. Something positive happened, I'm prepared and I know what my next step's going to be. Because you always have to know your next few steps if you want to be ahead of yourself. Otherwise, you're just going to get overwhelmed and everything will just like start stepping back. What thoughts dominate your mind on life? For example, do you say to yourself, life is hard or life is easy? I mean, there are moments where I think life is very hard and overwhelming. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm human. But I always think that there's something exciting that's going to happen. I think that thought like pulls me when I'm feeling down. I'm just like, you know what? Something exciting is going to happen. I don't know what it is. Something exciting is going to happen. Some days I wake up, I'm like, I have no motivation. I'm like, you know what? Today I'm going to go and I'm going to get my stuff done and something exciting is going to happen. I'm either going to meet someone interesting or an interesting, cool idea is going to come up or an interesting business opportunity is going up. I don't know what it is, but something exciting is going to happen. So this is how like I pump myself to just like to feel better about life in general. I always think something good is going to happen. Something exciting is going to happen. And I just automatically get excited. With what thoughts do you start an end of a job or a task? For example, do you start a new project with confidence of achieving or do you say you cannot do it? I mean, I, I, I have a lot of anxiety. So I think I start my projects with a lot of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I usually start with a lot of anxiety and then I have to calm myself down and make lists. <laughs> I think that's of? things that I need to do. Like I break down in my head, any projects is basically a checklist. Mm. So I create a checklist. And then after I do the checklist, I create branch checklists for everything. And then I try to keep creating branch checklists so that I, all my ideas in my head are on that list. So then when I go and execute, I'm like, oh, I have this idea. And from this idea, I have these two ideas. And then from these two ideas, I have all these ideas. And then I just try to combine everything under one umbrella. This is how I work. It's a bit chaotic, but it works for me. It looks like a bit organized. (laughs) (laughs) So is there any questions you ask yourself to assess the endeavor since you do the checklist? I mean, I always ask myself if it could have been done better. Hmm. I'm very hard on myself. Hmm. So for me, nothing I've ever done is good enough or like the best it could have been. I always think I could have done something better. Hmm. But I try to think that positively. I think that makes whatever I work on really unique because I'm always like, you know what, this can be better. Like if you give me like an hour, I will work till the last second to make sure that it's as best as it can be. I like working with super short deadlines. 
Okay. That's when I thrive. I'm just like stressed out. I don't have enough hours in the day to do this. <laughs> That's when I do my best work. <laughs> Maybe you eliminate um, what is unnecessary, then you start working on only what's necessary. Yes, exactly, mm. exactly. Okay. If you have a manager at work, tell them to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you practice prayer and or meditation and visualization that helps you in achieving goals? Yes, of course. Do you have mental practices to prime and equip you for work, financials, and other important areas in your life? I know visualizations were mentioned. Yes. So So I like to write down everything in my life. I have journals, like a lot of them. And I like to literally like old school write down with like a pen and paper. So I visualize things i plan things i'm very bad with financials um i try to be good at them i try to get better every day i you know i'm dedicating a lot of time to learn more about accounting numbers and all of that hmm. but i do write down goals financial goals when it comes to my my businesses so i have monthly goals in my in my head and then on paper And then I'm like, you know what, in October, I'm going to do this much and I'm going to sell this many units and I'm going to do this. And so far, like, I have met my goals. I hope I always do. But I feel like having those goals also pushes me a lot because it's like I'm not I don't want to have a month where I don't hit my goals. It makes me sad. Just, you know, just thinking about it. So I think it's very, very, very important for me to just like, okay, you know what, this is what we're going to do. This is how the next few months are going to plan by. And if they don't, it's okay. It's a learning curve. But I like to have things like where I can see them. Sometimes I will add those goals in a password so that every day I have like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a specific number. <laughs> I will add this in a password so that every day it's like there, you know? Yeah. So I try to do these little things. I feel like they help me hmm. at least, yeah. Interesting. The password thing is very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) What repeated tasks, steps you intentionally do as a ritual, routine, and method to cultivate focus, productivity, and goal manifestation? It can be, for example, going for a walk or a swim that you do before starting work or any step that will help you achieve a specific goal. I, I like to, I mean, before... I dedicate specific hours every week where it's just me time and it's my time to think creatively about anything. It doesn't necessarily have to do about my business. So for me, it's Fridays. I have like four hours every Friday where I'm not on my phone. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm just in my room and I'm just thinking about creative ideas, creative things. It could be something involved with Illy, my day job, anything. I just want to think creatively about new things. That, that, that have nothing to do with existing projects that I have. And I find that really helps me in coming up with really nice ideas, creative solutions and stuff like that that I can implement in different aspects of my life. So I do that every single Friday for four hours. I just schedule these hours. Hmm. I take a shower. I work out and then I take a shower. I have dinner and I have those four hours where no one bothers me, no one speaks to me and I don't speak to anyone. Mm. And I'm just silent in my room, just like thinking. Mm. So I find that that helps me a lot. I don't know if that's weird, but this is something that I do weekly. Every Friday for four hours. Every Friday for four hours. And 
did let's say did Eli came in that setting? Eli came in a setting of I had a lot more than four hours during lockdown. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> Okay. Uh, actually, a lot of the things for Eli came when I was painting. Because mm. when I paint, sometimes I paint like nine hours consecutively. Like I don't move. I don't talk to anyone. I don't touch my phone. I'm just listening to music and painting for nine hours. So I think when I first started Eli, that's when their thoughts started. I even started designing everything in my head while painting. Mm. And then the paintings that I was painting when I came up with Eli, the color scheme is the exact same colors that were for the first collection. Nice. So if you see the first collection and you see the painting, it's the exact same colors. So um, you mentioned that you have a day job and you have Eli. Yes. So how do you manage these? Do you have environmental cues to prime you for performance and productivity? For example, I know that you mentioned password, but you have written statements or images to remind you why you're doing certain things. Do you design or go to a place that boosts your performance? I think... It's just, at this point, it's just things that I have mental space for my day job and I have mental space for Eli. So in my day job, it's like, okay, I have all of this and then I just delegate the tasks for Eli during the day to my assistant to do. And then I finish work and I just clock out mentally for a few hours where I just focus on Eli. And then I finish Eli and it's like whatever hours I have left of the day, will either be more illy work or more day job work at night. So this is how I I do blocks in my mind. Mm. Otherwise, it gets too much. And I just can't focus on, on both. Mm. I can't be great at both if I'm thinking about the other while I'm doing. So how do you do that mental blocks? I don't look at anything or think of anything of either when I'm in the space and the time zone. Like my job, 8.30 to 3.30, I'm thinking about nothing but my job. In my lunch break, I'll speak to my assistant. Did you do this, 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 this? I want this done by 3.30. 3.30, I go, I check in. 3.30, 6.30, I finish the early work. I go to my studio. I finish everything. 6.30, do I have enough energy to do something social? If I don't, I go home and I just see if my day job needs more hours or Illy needs more hours. So this is how I plan out my days. And... Um for the performance, let's say, for the work, for the day job, or for really, yeah. do you do something that will help you work faster or utilize that three hours time or the eight to three thirty time? I think it's because I know, okay, I know I need to finish this so that I can go to the other thing. I'm just like on the go. I don't, sometimes I don't even eat anything until I get home at seven. Because, you know. So depriving food of your system doesn't really cause productivity. Because it's either I have time to eat or I have time to finish this task, like, better. So, you know, it's it's hard doing both. It's really hard some days. Like, this week, I don't know how I'm managing. But it's, it's just something that, you know, you have to do. What beliefs, habits, behaviors, and or practices adopted recently improved your life greatly? Before, I used to ask for opinions a lot when it okay. comes to design, when it comes to should I do this, should I do that, should I do this? But I stopped recently because I realized that that makes my brain scatter because everyone has different opinion, everyone has different tastes. And that just used to drive me crazy because I'm just like, I'm trying to get to a point where everyone thinks this is great, where everyone thinks this is perfect. 
but I realized that's impossible because we're all different people. We all think differently. So I stopped sharing with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I just do things on my own. And then when it's just the last step, it's like, okay, maybe I'll show someone, but their input will not get me to change anything drastic. So that saves me a lot of going back and forth because I do have people-pleasing tendencies. So for me, it's really hard if someone says, oh, that color is nice, but like, what if it was like this color? Then I go like, oh my God, people like that color, but like, I like this color. What should I do? You know what? I'm going to change the color because that maybe my taste is not what the public wants and stuff like that. And that used to drive me crazy. I used to just like spin around all day. So I stopped doing that. <laughs> that saves me a lot of time and a lot of like headache and anxiety. So I just stopped doing that. Okay. So it's the habit of not asking people. I don't ask for too many and opinions. sticking to your own opinion? Yeah. Or let's what say... I think is the right way to do something. Hmm. When challenges, fears and or failures hit, what steps are taken? If it helps, what questions do you ask yourself? Could you have done this better? Could you have done this differently? How can you do this differently next time? I, I feel like, because I'm very hard on myself, so I just dwell into this circle of like, you should have done this better. You should have spent more time working on this. You should have done this. And that only like brings my energy down where I don't feel like producing more, being more creative. So I try to stay away from that so that it's it's better for for me in my head. Okay. <laughs> and it just keeps the the spirit more positive. Mm. So I try to stick with that. Okay, so basically you just ask yourself what can you do better and yes. you write it off? I don't write it off. It's just I think everything is a learning curve like I said. Okay. I'm going to learn. What did I learn from this? Okay, I learned this this this. Okay, then now I know next time I won't do this. I will try to do this. Mm. That makes me feel a lot better going into another task after having something failed. What three concepts, beliefs, and habits and behaviors should others adopt? Time management, discipline, and consistency. If fans would want to copy your footsteps, where should they start? Okay, I always say this because a lot of girls talk to me. They're like, oh, we want to do this. One thing I always say is find something you know that you are good at doing and you know that... Not a lot of people can do that. Like something, an idea that you know, you thought about it so much, you've practiced it, you executed it, and you know if you do this, not a lot of people can do the same thing. Hmm. This way you can offer something new. That's going to make anything you do unique. So this is... That's similar to saying to some idea that how easy it is to copy whatever you are doing, in a way. It is. Hmm. I mean... Copying is easy. True. Yeah, copying is easy. But I think the feeling and of having of doing something that is completely yours, the satisfaction is different when it's your idea, it's something new, it's something you really worked on, other than like finding something and copying it. Mm. It's, it's it's a different feeling at the end of the day. All right, Roba. That's the end of the podcast. That was Thank nice you. and short. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more.